If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. If you're going to have any type of stain off, you've got to do more than that. Yeah, but as we, I think, have seen, they're not seriously in it yet. But the longer this goes on, they almost certainly will be. And that's when they need to something in pulling the trigger. Hello and welcome back to Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and as ever, my co-presenter, Bradley Morris. How are you today, Brad? Been a quiet morning, really, isn't it? I know, quiet for once in the world of football. Absolutely no chance. Obviously, everyone knows the big talking point today was Frank Lampard getting sacked by Chelsea. We won't go into that here. We have discussed it on a special little episode out on our YouTube channel, so do check that out already. However, we did have a lot of fixtures this past weekend, as it was FA Cup fourth round action, which got underway on Friday night, which saw Wolves beat Chorley 1-0. And we've had games uh, all weekend, and as of time of recording, there's only two games that haven't happened, and that's Wickham versus Tottenham and Bournemouth versus Crawley Town. What were your pick of the bunch of games throughout this past weekend? I think it would be rude of us to not include Man U and Liverpool because it was actually a good game for a change. Better than what it was uh, last week in the league. Idiots. <laughs> if only it was the other way around, and then we could have got a. Uh, Extra time yesterday and possibly penalties. I don't think I could have dealt with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Manchester United did beat Liverpool 3-2 goals from Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandes secured the Red Devils' place into the fifth round and a Mohamed Salah brace got where the goals for Liverpool but wasn't enough to stop Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side progressing to the fifth round where they will face West Ham United after the uh, fifth round draw was made at the same time as the fourth round. Uh, Elsewhere in the FA Cup... There's one other thing I could just talk on this game. It's Mm -hmm. Ian Wright's massive gila. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. Yes, I just have to think back to it for a second. Then he brought his sleeping bag out and turned it into a coat. Only Wrighty could do that. What a guy! Very sweating there a little bit. Uh, not too much though, because it was absolutely freezing this past weekend. It, so. it was, but if you got it covering your whole body, it does start to sweat after a while, and you'd be like, "No, oh, put it down for five minutes." <laughs> true, true. Um, yeah, so. United progress, as we said, to round five, where they will be playing West Ham United, who themselves, in this past FA Cup weekend, put four past Doncaster Rovers. Goals from Pablo Fornells, Andre Yarmolenko, and Andy Butler in goal, and Aldapa Afalayan goal secured West Ham's place in the next round. Comfortable win 
for David Moyes' side uh, against Doncaster, which was no surprise really heading into the game. Yeah, wasn't expecting a massive shock on that one really. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere in the FA Cup this past weekend, Southampton knocked out holders Arsenal. Uh, own goal from Gabriel in the 24th minute saw Ralph Hasenhutl's side knock out the holders. Um, bit of a surprise that was, but at the same time, not really. No, not for me. I don't think the likes of William, Nicholas Pepe were clearly shown. They're just not good enough. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've, I never understood why Chelsea went, um, Arsenal went after Willian. He's done nothing since going there at all. I mean, I think he had, his debut was good, but well, he's done fallen. nothing since. And uh, when he's done nothing since for yeah. them. It was against the disorganised Fulham team, who are a lot better now. Yeah, um, 100%. And Arsenal have many better players than him yeah and for me I, I credit to Ralph Hasenhutl for me I, I don't know what it came to my head but after that I was thinking could he be potentially the next Borussia Dortmund manager because obviously they've got a manager until the end of the season could that job suit Ralph Hasenhutl in the future potentially I don't see it happening any time soon. And I think Southampton fans will hate you for saying that. But, yeah. But, uh, no, but maybe in the future. It seems like the sort of job maybe he gets into. Maybe the Leipzig link hinders it slightly. Yeah. Uh, they will face Wolverhampton Wanderers in the next round. Elsewhere in the FA Cup, Barnsley beat Norwich 1-0. Brighton beat Blackpool 2-1. Bristol City beat Millwall 3-0. Sheffield United beat Plymouth Fargold 2-1. Swansea City put five past Nottingham in comparison to 5-1 victory. Man City beat Cheltenham Town 3-1. Chelsea beat Luton 3-1. Burnley beat Fulham 3-0. Leicester beat Brentford 3-1. And Everton beat Sheffield Wednesday 3-0. Um, it was a little shaky for Pep Guardiola's side after they went down uh, just before the hour mark. Alfie May scoring for Cheltenham Town, but... They scored uh, three goals in the last ten minutes. wasn't as easy as they were going to think it was. Pep Guardiola can prepare for many things, but he cannot prepare for Rory de Lapesque long throws from Ben Toza. Absolutely not. He definitely caught uh, Guardiola's side out by surprise during that he game. Can- he caught him out that much that I don't know if you saw in the, I think it was in the second half that he decided to step in front of Toza, saying he's gone feel all about five yards there. Yeah. He was that scared that he decided to stand in the way. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> incredible, incredible. So uh, with all the results, obviously barring the two games that haven't happened, uh, round five, which will take place in midweek in February, sees. Wolves, Southampton, as we say, Barnsley take on Chelsea, Sheffield United, Bristol City, Swansea play Manchester City, Man United play West Ham, Leicester, Brighton, Burnley and Everton are yet to have their games confirmed as to who they will play. Um, Got to say, both Manchester sides are going to be looking at the favourites and maybe Leicester as well. For me, the winner is one of those two. One of the two Manchester sides. Yeah. 
I don't know. If I had to hazard a guess, I'd probably give the slight favour more towards Pep Guardiola's side. But it will definitely be interesting to see uh, who goes on and when it come what may. Uh, there was a game in the Premier League over the weekend. It involved your Aston Villa side against uh, Newcastle United. What were your thoughts on the game? If anything, I'm not sure we went to a second gear in that game. Mm. It, we were pretty comfortable. Conservative. Never really had to break a sweat much. It was just sort of poor Newcastle or anything. Yeah, I mean, for me, like you said, Villa totally dominant throughout the whole game. Newcastle didn't turn up to the shop. But again, Villa didn't really. I mean, they took their chances when they were presented with them. But Newcastle are just really dire these last few weeks or so. It is a lot when I'm just not worried about them scoring at any point. Yeah. I mean, looking at the stats here, they had seven shots, Newcastle, and only one on target compared to Villa's 14 shots with five on target. I mean, if you're going to have any type of stain off, you've got to do more than that. Yeah. As we, I think, have seen, they're not seriously in it yet. But the longer this goes on, they almost certainly will be. And that's when they need to start thinking of pulling the trigger. Of getting rid of uh, Steve Bruce. Yeah. I mean... Like we've seen that Frank Lampard is sacked for losing a couple of games in a, and not taking his team as the top, the top eight. Mm. Bruce is sleepwalking into relegation. Maybe. And you never know, Rafa Benitez could head back there now after he left a daily and professional football club over in China over the weekend. So maybe the return of the Spanish waiter on Tyneside could help him stay up. The thing with Rafa is, as much as he may like Newcastle, does he really want to go back and work for Mike Ashley? No, I don't think he does. I, I'm just saying that, like, if they were to get rid of him, he's an um, rid of Steve Bruce. He's definitely an option. Yeah. But for me, I think he would go back there if they changed owners. Yeah. But on, you, under Mike Ashley, I don't do you, see it happening anytime soon. Do you want the latest press up play that I've read this morning? Go on. I don't know if you've seen it. Newspapers have obviously now turned on them in local news, and obviously. Daily Mail, Telegraph, all that. They are banned from asking questions in press conferences as of today. Yeah, I did see that. Um, he didn't answer any uh, newspaper questions uh, leading into their game this midweek, which was very strange. I don't understand the I've whole malarkey behind it. somewhere before. From? Yeah, got a couple of things, right? Very recent, isn't it? It does. <laughs> anyway, you know what Donald Bruce actually had to say in his press conference? What does he have to say then recently? Yeah, he had the nerve to say online that he will never shy away. From just from what? Exactly, he will never shy away. Cheers for that, Steve. Cheers for that, Steve, <laughs> as we ban all the newspapers from asking questions. Exactly. I'm not going to shy away from anything apart from you asking questions. 
Um, so we do have a full set of Premier League fixtures to look forward to this coming week. Um, they start on Tuesday. Crystal Palace entertain West Ham and Newcastle play Leeds United, both at 6 o'clock kickoffs. Then at quarter past eight, some Allardyce's West Bromwich Albion work on Pep Guardiola's Manchester City to the Hawthorns. And then we have a replay of Saturday's game in the FA Cup as Southampton play Arsenal at St Mary's. Then on Wednesday, Burnley play Aston Villa, Chelsea play Wolverhampton Wanderers in the two six o'clock games. Then at half past seven, Brighton play Fulham. And then the two 8-15 games are Everton versus Leicester and Manchester United against Sheffield United. And then we round this week's fixtures off on Thursday at 8 o'clock as Jose Mourinho welcomes Pep Guardiola, um, Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Are you predicting the future? <laughs> Not that much. Um, some interesting ties to look forward to over these next coming days, you got to say. At least three of them there that take my fancy. That's not my own team. Yeah, I think Chelsea Wolves could be an interesting tie. Um, obviously, if Thomas Tuchel is in charge of Chelsea, which all reports are leading to be, but at the time of recording, he hasn't been appointed. Uh, so that could be a very tasty game to watch. I think Everton Leicester again. Two teams vying it out for the top four. Another crack and watch, and then obviously Thursday's game between Mourinho and Klopp is definitely going to be an interesting one. Oh, as they say, the special one versus the normal one. It will be uh, no, the very interesting. Just oh. a man give, under pressure. Give me all the shit, Ezra. If I mean, we're not going to do. Are we going to do predictions on any of these games, or are we going to leave it to the weekends? I'd leave it to the weekends, personally. But... Fair enough, fair enough. Um, now would be a good time to go into this week's predictions from this past weekend. So, as always, we do six games, three from uh, English football, and then three random ones. So, to start us off, we had Villa versus Newcastle United. Uh, Brad, you went for a 3-0 Newcastle United, uh, Aston Villa win, sorry, and I went with 2-0. So that's three points to me for a perfect score there. Thank you very much. Molly Watkins was just an inch more onside, it would have been 3-0. Mm-hmm. Um, Brighton versus Blackpool, we both went for a Brighton win in the FA Cup. Uh, we did get it right, but uh, wrong score as Brighton beat Blackpool 2-1. Chelsea versus Luton, we were both wrong. We expected uh, Nathan Jones's Hatters we to cause an upset there. Yeah. Uh, then over in Europe, we had AC Milan versus Atalanta. We both had AC Milan to, or I had AC Milan to win. You had an Atalanta dr- uh, to get a draw again. Both incredibly wrong there as Atalanta ran out three nil winners. Then we had a game from Liege one between Monaco and Marseille. I had 1-0 Monaco, you had 1-1, and it did finish as a Monaco 3-1 victory. And then, for some reason, you wanted to do a game in in Australia between Adelaide and Melbourne, and we both guessed right with Adelaide winning, but it was only 1-0. So that leaves you on 48 points, 
and me on 70 points before we head into the weekend's game. So a good week and for me, I've got to say. Yes, true. So the Australian accent did not tell you that I, on no, the no, preview I show. Yeah, I actually didn't do it then on purpose. Fair enough, fair enough. I um, <laughs> but yeah, not bad week for us. Obviously, I had the somewhat better. But it'll be very interesting to see how we can get on at the weekend. And I think you wanted a bit of respite or a bit of a break. That's why you didn't want to predict any of this midweek's games. Just picture the Jack Grealish upset face. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely the meme of the weekend. Right, over in women's football, we were supposed to have six games. We ended up with three. Arsenal versus when was West Ham. the last Ham. time we actually had a consistent like, full schedule in this league? Last week. I went two weeks in a row, that's what I meant to add afterwards. Pre-Christmas. It doesn't yeah, so, so long ago. Yes. Um so the games that were called off were Arsenal West Ham, Bristol City versus Chelsea, and Tottenham versus Everton, all due to unplayable pitches, aka Frozen and the heavy uh snow downpour that London had and Bristol over the last Bristol few days. Sure. Whatever. But they made it uh, unplayable pitches due to how bad it was. Uh, Saturday started with Aston Villa versus Reading, and it was a 2 2 finish there. Goal scorers for Reading were Angaharaj James and Rachel Rowe, and then uh, Mona Iwabuchi goal and uh, Deanna Silva equaliser in stoppage time gave Villa the point. So it was a very good debut for Mana Iwabuchi from the start, getting a goal and an assist for the villains. Then on Sunday, the early game saw Manchester United welcome Birmingham City to Lee Sports Village and it was Casey Stoney's side that ran out 2-0 winners with Leah Gorton and Ella Toon scoring the goals for Manchester United. The result sees them go back to the top of the WSL as Chelsea didn't play the past weekend. A very good result for Man United. They were very dominant throughout the game. Should have scored more than two. Uh, but they'll definitely take three points. And then Brighton versus Manchester City was the final game this weekend where Manchester City won 7-1. Caroline Weir scoring a brace, Steph Houghton scoring a brace, Ellen White scoring, Chloe Kelly and Janine Becky scoring for the Citizens and Rihanna Jarrett scored for Brighton. So Man City climb up to third overtaking Arsenal as Arsenal didn't play like I said Man United went back to the top of the league and no position has changed in the WSL um, right any other news other than your main talking points of the day I've not seen anything new no um, obviously we'll have our transfer show out later on this week where we will have a look at any of the transfers that we've missed over the past weekend though not a lot has gone on uh, though we do have the news that Maz Ozil has actually finally signed for Fenerbahce now and we don't have to drag it out anymore don't say you that, enjoy dragging it out <laughs> yeah he, he got us like three four videos so I'm definitely happy that we managed to uh, linger it out for as long as possible 
Right, um, it's on to our part of the show that we call Did You See? And I hand this over to you now, Brad, for this week's Did You See That? Something weird is going on. Shit! Did you see that? Yeah, but this week it's a bit light. There's nothing too major that has happened that I you could particularly call crazy, I guess. So I want to start this week with an on this day. Because right. on this day, in 2018, you'll never years. guess what it was. A new badge was unveiled. Is this the Leeds United badge? It was the Leeds United badge. Oh, God. That awful... I like, fist against the chest type thing. I... I don't even know what it was. It was awful. It lasted six hours. Previous, I could even have to turn that one down. It was that bad. Yeah, it was awful. Um, <laughs> even though Leeds are Man United, one of Man United's biggest rivals, I'm glad they didn't go with that badge because that is, it was absolutely awful. One of the worst badges I've seen designed recently. Yeah, and it was. Not particularly a story as such, but I have taken this a quote from Jamie Vardy recently, who was talking about Angola Kante. So, okay. Bear with me, it's a long one. <laughs> the long as the story goes. I remember when we signed him, and he didn't want to get a car because he just thought he could run to training every morning. As you do, Angola, as you do. To carry on. Such a nice guy, but on a pitch absolutely immense. It didn't matter where you were, he was getting that ball back. Last month, after our match at Stamford Bridge, he came to say hello to us in the dressing room. The first thing that I asked him was, Are you still driving a Mini Cooper, mate? <laughs> so, and Ngolo Kante replied, He said to me, that he had sent the model that he had at Leicester back to France, but that he had bought a new Mini Cooper in the meantime. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You can't help but love the guy. Absolute legend. Engolo Kante, just a lovable character. Um, Right, quite a short episode. Not a lot has happened with it being FA Cup weekend. Not a lot of talking points. Hopefully by the time we do Thursday's show, um, there's a lot more to talk about in terms of the games that have happened in the league. Anything else new? And obviously Thomas Tuchel will probably be appointed as Chelsea manager by the time we get onto that. So definitely make sure you uh, stick around this week and look out for us and we will see you soon. Make sure you like, comment and subscribe wherever you are listening to us from. Uh, if you missed any other episodes or transfer stuffs, then do check out. Well, it's on. It, see, we have a different ending for this show, don't we? Do we? Yeah, 
I thought we we have to remember the rain that was Frank Lampard. Eighteen months in charge. Shorter than a lot of Chelsea fans would have wanted, but it's definitely not going to be something we forget at any time soon. He he did his job, but we'll always have one memory as Frank Lampard as manager. So as we end this show, we'd like to respect him. He's not dead, by the way. He's just been sacked. (laughs) Some of them take it that way, don't they? He's still alive. Let's just clear that out. I want to remember him. Brilliant. And that is it. That's your lot from us this week. Like I said, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with our transfer stories and we'll be back later on this week previewing the weekend's games and looking back at the midweek action and more reaction on the set-to-be appointment of Thomas Tuchel as the new Chelsea manager. Until then, enjoy your week. Like, comment, and subscribe. And it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-host Brad. I'll start uni again tomorrow. Pray for me. And we'll see you soon.